And I'm joined now by RNZ's business editor, Giles Beckford. And Giles, falling property values have hit Kiwi Property Group. They have indeed, Kira, to you, Charlotte. Yes, the company's reported a hefty half-year loss on lower property values, although its underlying results have been underpinned by record rental income. Its net loss for the six months ended September was $151.1 million. That compares with $143 million profit a year ago. Business reporter Ananzaki has more. Kiwi Property Chief Executive Clive McKenzie says the $213 million property value loss is disappointing but not unexpected given the challenges facing the economy. He says it will tightly manage costs to speed up the recovery of its asset values as the economic climate improves. However, its rental income jumped 6.3% to a record $100 million, driven by revenue growth at Auckland's Sylvia Park Shopping Centre. The company has also sold an office block in downtown Wellington for $48 million. The building is largely tenanted by government agencies, including the Commerce Commission. Another company to report uh, earnings this morning has been Third Age Health Services, and its profits have been hit by labour market shortage. The HK Medical Services firm's net profit for the six months ended September has been cut by more than half to just $324,000 from $672,000 the year before. And that's despite strong revenue growth. Revenue was up 61% to $4.6 million. Its chief executive, Tony Wai, says the government's plan to provide $200 million a year to give private sector aged care nurses pay parity with the public sector will help, but it won't solve the problem. Just having parity across all the whole nurse workforce under a full health model would be um, one where you'd just remove any anomalies at all. And so the anomaly around it is that you're funding Um, institutionalised care, being care homes, but by doing so and not funding general practice, you might actually increase the issue going into these care homes. Well, Tony Wise says the aged care sector needs more funding, but also action to tackle acute workplace shortages, which have been made worse by slow border reopenings and immigration settings. A rising New Zealand dollar over the past month may prove to be a further headwind to embattled investors already suffering from poor market returns. For most of the year, the Kiwi, like most currencies, has been weak in the face of a surging US dollar, but that's helped to reduce the impact of weak markets and falling prices. But in that past month, the Kiwis gained about 7% against the greenback. Garden Securities economist John Caron says the overvalued US currency is easing. And that means that what was a tailwind is becoming a headwind. He says investment funds have ways of coping with that, but he says individuals can also take steps. The best way for, for an individual investor is to, to spread their, it's the good old diversification, being spreading uh, your investments across markets and not being too focused on one particular market. Uh, so if you uh, have global equities, uh, moving that around countries like uh, the United States, Europe, Japan, Canada, Australia, places like that. Uh, so you'll still be exposed to New Zealand dollar movements, but not movements against any one particular currency. So that, that, that can help uh, mitigate that to a certain degree. That's John Curran from Jardin Securities. 
Well, several major Chinese cities, including Beijing and Shanghai, have been racked by protests over the weekend in response to stringent COVID restrictions. A new wave of COVID infections have led to residential and businesses being locked down. For instance, the factory producing a good proportion of Apple's iPhones. The chief economist uh, for Asia for the French investment bank Natixis, Alicia Garcia Herrero, estimates China's no COVID policy has knocked growth in the economy by more than 2%. And she says Chinese authorities need to respond to that impact. So I think we should see additional cuts in the reserve requirement ratio by the PBOC, more liquidity in the system vouchers for the population to make sure that you know the the, the economic impact is not there so i that's to start that's alicia garcia herrera from investment bank natixis we'll see how the week started on investment markets i'm joined by andrew austin of jordan securities cura to you andrew yeah good afternoon Joel. well uh, obviously wall street a bit subdued after that thanksgiving holiday but uh, what's the start of the local market looking like well, subdued is probably a, a good description as well. We're down at 30 points or 0.26 of a percent, so uh, currently 11,352. The, the positive movers on the market really is the retirement sector, in particular the aged care. So Arvida and Oceania are both up 5%, trading at uh, $1.21 and 82 cents respectively, followed then by uh, Ryman's up 16 cents to $7.01 and Somerset up 14 to $9.19. Sorry. Sorry, I was going to ask you anything, what's going the other way? What's going the other way? So we've got Goodman Properties down four cents to two dollars oh two, Tourism Holdings down seven to three dollars fifty five, and Mercury's down eight at five dollars forty seven. What's it looking like in Australia? Very similar, down point uh, three three percent at seven two three five point seven zero. The resources over there are a bit weak, and uh, leading the way, we've got Resmed is up. 28 cents at $34.22, and MCOR is up 6 cents at $17.96. Well, we were hearing from one of your colleagues, uh, John Caron, a short time ago about the effect of the currency. What's Kiwi looking like this morning? Yeah, indeed. So that uh, weak US dollar, I mean, I think it's up... Uh New Zealand's up 14% from its low, so against the US is at 0.6218, against Australian 0.9253, against the pound 0.5156, and against the euro 0.5995, and the Japanese yen is 86.68. And that leaves us with interest rates, oil and gold. So yeah, three-month bank bill is at 4.45%, uh, oil is at 76 dollars 35 a barrel and uh gold sorry is at 1750 dollars us an ounce thank you very much that's andrew austin from jarden securities some of the items of business news this lunch hour auckland-based lines company vector is pouring cold water on australian media speculation that it's put the possible sale of 50 percent of its smart meters business on hold the Australian newspaper has reported unnamed sources saying that the potential sale has been suspended after bidders had fallen away because of difficulty in raising money and also the company losing business to a rival. The sale has been valued possibly as much as $3 billion. But in a brief statement this morning, Vectors uh, told the NZX it has not suspended the sale process. It's referred back to a statement made in August where it says it was just investigating the proposal, inviting possible proposals, and uh, no certainty that any deal would be done. Business news and numbers updated for you around half past five in Checkpoint.